Cheryl Victorian. This is Waco PD on the beat. Whether it's crime or just getting to know the Waco Police Department, we're here to talk about things that matter most to you. Hello, Waco listeners near and far. Welcome to Waco PD on the beat. I'm Sierra Shipley, the public information officer for the Waco Police Department. And I'm Officer AJ Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator for McLennan County. That is awesome. And we've got some awesome news because we we're starting a podcast. Absolutely. That's that's what this is. Waco PD on the beat is a podcast for you guys in the community to kind of learn about who we are, what we do, and how much fun we have doing it. Let's talk about how this started, where this idea came from. So uh, Chief Cheryl Victoria, and she wanted us to talk about crime stats, right? It started like that. And, and we were saying, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. We can let the community know, you know, what's happening, what's increasing, what's decreasing. But we thought we can kind of go, you know, uh, one step further than that. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many things that we do that I don't think the general public realizes. And um, hopefully this is an opportunity for us to kind of open the doors and show everybody what other than just answering calls happens at the police department every day. Let's let's talk about the name a little bit. Absolutely. Um, beat is means a lot of different things, but I first want you to talk about what beat means for an officer. So for officers in Waco, we've got the city divided into three districts. And then within those districts, we've got multiple beats and beat officers that work those beats. So a beat is basically my little piece of property that I'm the primary officer and I kind of get to know the people in that area a little bit better than other officers in town because I focus on that beat. Yeah, and so, but beat has a lot of different meanings for this podcast. For here, it also means building relationships, engaging the community. Actively working to keep you safe and teachable moments for all. So hopefully you guys learned something. I'm probably going to learn some things that I didn't know about our city and our department as I continue to grow and learn every day. And I'm sure you do, too. Absolutely. I, there's so much for all of us to learn, whether it's within the police department and outside. So with our first episode, we're going to be talking about crime increases and decreases. But that's not going to be every episode. We, no, we're we, just going to try to keep the crime to once a month and then kind of tour to Waco and, you know, open the doors to the department on the other stuff. Absolutely. So we want, we're going to have a lot of special guests. We'll have one later in this episode as well. Uh, but we're going to be talking about, you know, t with different officers, even our civilians. And that includes, you know, dispatch and our records, employees, and just to talk about what got them into the job, why they feel it's so important and why they like helping the community. Yeah. So some of the different units we've got, you know, we've got crime analysts, for example, like things that unless you work with or you get stuff like this beautiful report from them, you don't know they exist. Um, everybody, I assume, has at least heard of CSI. So it's like, you know, we've got the crime scene. You probably see our patrol officers, so you know we have them. You probably speculate that we have a SWAT team because you may have seen them in a, a news report or something like that. But, you know, we've got our CCAST, which is a, a new unit. We've got our net unit, which is in the process of being formed. And that's our neighborhood engagement team. So they're going to work with community outreach. That's another unit. I mean, um, I just got assigned to community outreach this year. And unless you've been in high school and seen us come to your school, 
You may not have known about that. Right. There's a lot of moving parts within the department, and a lot of people don't realize that. Well, with this episode, we're starting off as it's the end of September now, and so at the end of every month, it's going to be specifically our crime stats episode, if you will, and we're going to be talking about the month's prior stats. Yes. Yeah, so we got at about the middle to the end of September, we get August's information, so this is what happened in August. It's like a 50-page report. The analysts will reduce it to something that she and I can easily talk about and not have to flip through a book and tell you guys, hey, this is a problem. This is how to fix it, how to prevent it, how to deal with it. and um, How we're combating it. Yeah. Like, so it might be a little bit confusing at first because we're in September, but we're talking about August. But the way crime stats work is that it doesn't happen yesterday and we automatically get that number that same day. It takes a while to generate and calculate uh, because a lot of times even, you know, the numbers, they can be skewed depending on what type of situation and incident occurs. So some of our stuff, you know, the initial call will go out as one thing. The report gets taken as something Maybe the same, maybe completely different. And then by the time a detective actually gets to look at all of the pieces, you know, it, it's a completely third different offense that we might be working with. Yeah, so um, it takes a while to, like we said, generate those stats. And that's what we're here to explain. Uh, specifically, what we've seen in August is vehicle thefts. Yes. So that's going to be a More big one. Um, but before we get into vehicle thefts, we want to talk about our year-to-date crimes. So overall, violent and nonviolent crimes. So our... Violent crime's gone down, which is great. Nonviolent crime has increased a little bit, which has brought the com- combination, combined average, uh, it's brought that up a little bit. But I think we should focus on the fact that our violent crime is going down, or has gone down on paper at least, because, you know, property can be replaced, people can't. So I put a much higher price tag on the violent crimes because that's against a person not just some stuff. Yeah, and that's a 3%. So from year to date, January to August in 2021, we've had a 3% decrease in violent crimes and a 7% increase in nonviolent crimes. But now overall, year to date, you know, there's been a 4% increase in both those violent and nonviolent crimes. So the violent crimes have decreased, but nonviolent property type crimes have increased. So um, it brings the total number up a little bit. So... You know, the reason for today's podcast is talking about vehicle thefts in particular, but that's nonviolent crime, and we've seen an, seen an increase in that. So talking about these numbers, talking about these issues that we're having, um, we can make the public more aware, and knowledge is power. By knowing how to prevent something from happening, we can potentially help decrease those numbers. So, um, you know, great goal of this podcast would be for you and I to talk about these things people listening and watching at home to know what we're talking about and understand, okay, so, you know, if I leave my car running, there's a greater probability of it getting taken and an increase in our nonviolent crimes there. Yeah, absolutely. So we, like we said, we've got uh, vehicle thefts to talk about and we're going to have Sergeant Philip Zaboral come on. All right. We played a little bit of musical chairs here, but we have a person and we gained a person. That's right. So I'm the burglary auto theft sergeant in our criminal investigations division. This podcast, we want to talk about those crime stats, but we also want to get to know our sergeants and our officers and those who work at the department. So let's talk a little bit about what got you into police work. Well, this is kind of a temporary gig. 
I'm waiting for my growth spurt to hit. Once I do, straight to the NFL. Bam. <laughs> okay. So, according to my doctor, it should be any time now. Perfect. Yes. No, seriously, though, um, after I got out of the military, I moved to Waco, and I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I went to MCC. And one of the other students in the class said, hey, you should apply at Hewitt PD. They have dispatchers openings. So I said, all right. So I tried it out, did that, and said, ooh, this is awesome. So I did some ride-alongs. The chief put me through uh, the academy at MCC. They hired me on there, and then I wanted bigger and better, so I came to Waco. <laughs> so I've been here now for almost 22 years at Waco. Very awesome. good. They're not sick of you yet. Oh, no, they are. <laughs> but, you know. Thank God for civil service. <laughs> no, no. Well, I, mean, so, I know your work. I mean, it's probably very appreciated at the department. Oh, yeah, dude. We've got an awesome department. I just want to say that. I mean, patrol dudes out there crushing the crime, crime scenes out there collecting all the evidence makes the detectives' jobs so much easier. So props to everybody all the way around. So what do you do that helps the community? Like, explain a little bit more about your unit. So we, my squad... Uh, it's eight detectives. Um, we get all the burglary cases as far as um, property crimes because there's different kinds of burglaries. I know there's going to be some questions about that later. Um, so if your car gets broken into, your house gets broken into, um, stolen vehicles, unauthorized use of motor vehicles, a lot of vehicle stuff we get. Um, so we try to find your property and get it back to you and put the bad guys in jail in a nutshell. Sweet. Very good. So burglary and auto theft unit. And that's important. That's why you're here, because like I said, we're going to be talking about crime stats month prior to the month that we're in. We're in September. We're talking about August stats. And we saw an increase in vehicle thefts. 26%. 26% increase. But that was um, only eight more exactly this year exactly. than last year. So in yes. Statistics can be skewed. Uh, I mean, the numbers can look inflated, but you got to look at how many you had. For instance, if you had one this year and two uh, last year, it's a big decrease, but it's just one more than the other. So uh, while we take it seriously, we don't want to see any increase. Um, but you got to look at, I'm, I don't want to get too far ahead of you, <laughs> but what all encompasses stolen vehicles? Yeah, absolutely. So first, though, before we get into, you know, how people can combat this and watch out for their property, explain the difference between a burglary, a theft, a robbery, because everyone, they, a lot of people kind of use those words interchangeably. Yeah, they do. And you can. So if you're burgled, um, that generally is your car or your house or a building. And it's when you're not around and somebody enters that building or that structure without your permission and take stuff. So you're not there. A theft, however, imagine you're at the convenience store or Walmart. It's open to the public. You're allowed to be there and you go there and you take something. Theft can also be from your front porch. It's kind of open, you know, it's not enclosed. So there's your theft and a robbery is going to involve uh, a person. So I'm going to take something from you. That could be a theft from a person or if I use force or threaten you, then it could be a robbery. If I use some kind of a weapon, then it's going to be aggravated. Or if you're like over 65, then it's going to be, you know, a robbery as well, aggravated. All right, very good. Well, now that we've got that cleared up, let's focus in on these vehicle thefts. Is this kind of a trend throughout the year? Uh, surprisingly, and I was talking to a, a former or retired um, California deputy chief a couple weeks ago, 
about this exact case. We have seen so many cars stolen because the owner of the car pulls up the convenience store, leaves it running, goes in there just to get something really quick, and bam, car's taken. People get up in the morning, wintertime, summertime, go turn on the air or the heat, depending on the weather, go back inside, and bam, the car is gone. Uh, time and time again. Or one of my favorites is, let's say you two are married, you leave your car unlocked, and you've got his spare keys in your car. Or you just leave your car unlocked, and you have your own spare keys in your car. We see that all the time. So not to mention that, you know, not to say that there aren't cars that are stolen that, you know, where they break out the, the window and use a screwdriver and all that. That's nowhere near as often as leaving your keys in the car. Yeah. AJ, you've got a recent story about yeah, this. So Uh-oh. just the other day I was going to get gas. It was uh, Sunday night. You know, my wife and I go to get gas and go inside to get coffee. And as we're walking out, the super nice lady told me to have a blessed day as I was holding the door for her. And I noticed she's going to a car that was running. I was like, hey, it's funny. You should do that. Like, don't do that because your car is probably going to get stolen. And look out for this podcast because that's what we're going to be talking about. But, you know, I told her not to do it because it might happen. And she's like, yeah, that just happened across the street at the other gas station. That's why I started going to this one. I'm like. Yeah, going across the street isn't going to make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. So I so I was this is several years ago, I was dropping my kids off at daycare, and I see some of our patrol officers in the parking lot. I knew the guys. I said, hey, what's up? Well, this lady had her car stolen. I'm like, really? I said, let me guess. She left her car running. And they said, yeah, how did you know? Because they do it all the time at this daycare. So she left her car running. Funny thing is, the bad guys had just dropped off a stolen car at the Walmart, went over there on foot, stole her car, and were off and running. Well, so dang. They were eventually caught. Right now, it's actually against, it's a violation of Texas traffic law, right? Correct, it is. Um, you can be cited for leaving your car unattended. There are some stipulations with remote start vehicles, because everybody thinks, oh, I've got the key fob with me. Yeah, we've seen cars still stolen while they had their key fob in their hand. Um, so you got to be very cautious of that. And remote starting, like you're talking about, versus having the vehicle running and taking the key fob out are very different. Correct. Because- very correct, yes. So... People got to be very aware of that. Yeah. So how do you feel people can be, and we've kind of already discussed this. It seems so simple, but it keeps happening. So how can the public be more vigilant in making sure they're uh, they're not victim? Yeah, unfortunately, there's a lot of bad people in this world, and we've got to look out for one another. Uh, just be aware of your surroundings, first of all. Know where you're going, who's around, where you're parking. Um, take out your valuables. Um I know people have said in the past, oh, if I hide it, they won't find it. No, these criminals are in there quick. They know where they're going. There's not a lot of hiding places in a car. They're going to look in your center console. They're going to look in your glove box. They're going to find the cash, the guns, whatever you're leaving in your car. Take everything out. Um, Take it with you. Lock your car up. Uh, Don't leave it running. Um, If you have a trailer, uh, like a travel trailer or a flatbed or something like that, try and get it behind a secure gate if possible. Um, a hitch lock, um, some kind of wheel locks, anything to keep it, because they'll just pull right up to those, hook up, and they're gone. So just, you know, if you have cameras at your house, use them. Have good descriptions of your vehicle. Know your license plate and VIN number. Have them written down somewhere, uh, so it makes it a little bit easier for us to find. 
because yeah, if we don't have that license plate of that VIN, we really can't do much yes. to help. Yes, so to kind of touch on that, if you are a victim of a stolen vehicle uh, and you call the police, call them immediately. We'll come out there, um, and if it's at a store, we can get some video, hopefully. But we need at least a VIN or a license plate in order to enter it into the nationwide system. So if another police car comes across or a police officer comes across it, we could stop it and, and get it recovered. Without that, it won't get entered. So talking for the uh, month of August, like we've said, we've obviously there's hot spots. There's certain areas that are targeted a little bit more, but overall it's happening everywhere. Um, and the ones that we've seen in, in August of you know last month, Richland Hills area, the downtown area, and we've got Alta Vista and Austin Avenue. So what's something that all those have in common? Lots of cars. <laughs> so, for instance, your Richland Hills area, you've got a lot of apartment complexes over there, a lot of townhomes. Um, the more saturated the population, the more target-rich the environment is. Um, and I see your notes say that there's 10 at the Richland Hills. Um, I know we've gotten some suspects identified over in that area. Um just because we identify suspects don't mean we can always prosecute or get them arrested because we got to have that evidence, that probable cause to make the arrest. But if we can do everything we can to make their life a little more miserable and make them think about, hey, maybe I shouldn't commit this crime today, you know, that's half the battle right there. Um, and as far as like Alta, you said Alta Vista, yeah, it's a populated, you know, residential area, Austin Avenue. I mean, you've got a lot of downtown traffic coming in there a lot of population a lot of you know businesses so yeah it's, that's the same thing with richland hills that has like the marketplace and all the stores where yes i'm going to run in real quick and exactly it'll just take a second out. exactly um i don't want to give any of your tips tricks and secret stuff away that we do but i just want to uh mention that man our patrol officers are doing some good job on collecting evidence and we've got some crime scene people that are just phenomenal at processing that evidence, whether it's in-house or out at DPS. And then our detectives just just pounding the streets looking for these guys and following up on these clues. We've recovered a lot of these stolens and have identified several bad guys. Um, some of them are repeat offenders. I just <laughs> Someday they'll go to prison. Yeah, well, like you said, they're all doing such a good work, and, and the numbers really do show for that, too, because as of September 15th of this year, um, since you know, August began, 68%, 68.6% of the reported stolen vehicles have been recovered. So that's great. And uh, six arrests have also been made. So, you know, we, we talk about all these increases and, hey, lock your car. We don't want to scare you because you guys are yeah. doing the work and you're getting stuff done. Yes. It, and when you look at these stolen vehicles, you got to remember that's your regular cars, your trucks, your flatbed trailers, your travel trailers. That's also, believe it or not, this may sound weird, U-Hauls. If you guys rent a U-Haul and don't return it in a timely manner, it gets reported as stolen. Well, we know who has it. But it still goes down to statistic. Same way if you rent a car from Enterprise Rental Car or Hertz or whoever. Same thing. So those goes into those statistics. Um, we also get what they call UUMVs, unauthorized use of motor vehicles. So if you loan your car to somebody and they don't return it, you can file that report as stolen 
it makes it a lot easier for us when we know who has it so we can go knock on their door and say, hey, return the car. Um, so those get thrown in the bunch too. So they can kind of skew those statistics as well. And with some of those, like the Enterprise and U-Haul, is that more of a technicality that it becomes criminal and it's more of a civil thing where they need to It is partially civil, over? but it, the way the law is written, um, they didn't return that property like they're supposed to. There's a statute. So um, for unauthorized use of motor vehicles, we do have a policy for that at our department when, when you report it. Um, if you come down to the police department or file it online, they I think you can file it online. Don't quote me on that. Don't want my records people mad at me. Sorry, Liz. Um, <laughs> but there's a packet that they got to fill out. You got to send off a registered letter to the person that's supposed to have the car, you know, 10 days and follow up. But there's some instructions specifically on that in case they, oh, I forgot, and then get it back to you in that time frame. And those UUMVs as far as our statistics go, are counted in that. Yeah, it's a stolen vehicle because so, it, it goes in there, it shows into TCIC and NCIC, which is the that statewide system and nationwide system, as stolen. Yeah, so we're, you know, we hear stolen vehicle, we think someone's car got broken into and they forcibly shoved the screwdriver in the ignition yeah. like you're talking about. But a lot of these, you know, may not be quite as, you know, scary. I yes, guess. yes. So, so they all fall under, yeah, that kind of that, giant umbrella but we do get those like you're talking about where they legitimately steal it and um i would just say this reaching out to the baylor kids don't leave your mopeds out on the porch put them away put the mopeds away sorry <laughs> yes, guys because that's a big one that uh it's target rich environment down there and or lock it up because i imagine they can just pick it up those oh yeah yeah and they they have pounds. we so we've arrested Hopefully he's still in prison. Uh, the same guy multiple times on mm. this. We even had a SWAT call out barricade trying to get this guy out, and he was hiding in a hidden room inside this. Yeah, but he went to prison, and I think he's I think he's still there. I'm not sure, but yeah. I mean, come on, moped is fun, you know. I know. It is fun, but it's, it's still people don't steal. Exactly. I'm sure you work. You guys work hard for your money. You Absolutely. want to keep your yes, yeah. and many of us do exactly, and that's not right to take from other people. That's no. that's why I enjoy seeing my detectives work so hard at putting these guys in jail, guys and gals, um, because dude, they're taken from hardworking people, you know. Absolutely. So, so what can people do if they fall victim? How they should file a police report, right? Definitely follow a police report. Um, some will be taken over the phone. Some you can do on over the uh, internet. Um, and some the officers will come out, especially if evidence needs to be collected. Um, and then once that report is made, it goes to our records department. They'll get it typed up and get to the detectives. Uh, we're a little bit behind because everybody's undermanned right now. And uh, so it takes us about a week for the detectives to see the report. Um, we try and stay on top of it as, as much as we can, is find that stuff. Sometimes you find your vehicles recovered before the detectives do because have a good contact number. Um, if we recover your vehicle, our dispatchers or the officers on scene are going to call you. And if that number is not any good or there's no voicemail set up, then we're going to impound it and then we got to work from there. But um, you'll be notified usually before the detective does. So we're kind of getting into theft, burglary season. Is that correct? Kind of the holiday season's yes, coming up. Yes, it's coming up. Yay. <laughs> it gets a little busy for you guys, right? It is. Um, and I don't want to divulge any secret plans that we have. 
in our no, unit. No secret plan, sorry. Yes, um, but we we set up stings. Shh. So bad guys beware. <laughs> Stay at home. Don't get out because we're going to get you. Well, thank you, Sergeant Zaboral. Do you have anything that you feel like we need to touch on still? What the public should know? Um, any, anything at all. We've covered a lot. I think we covered it all for the most part. Um, you can never have too much coffee. That is important to have. Um, and police officers are just like everybody else. We're pulled from the general population. We're no different than Joe Schmuckatelli down the street, you know, and uh, we're doing our best to help everybody. And um, we just are always hiring. We need officers, please. We just had a little recruitment thing. We did. We had our civil service test. So please, we need help. We may also be looking for a PIO. She took the test. I did. I did take the civil service test. I didn't do the really? written portion, but I did the agility. Oh uh, well, portion the, no, of you got you got to do sure the recruiting part. Work you in. I, mean, I mean, you got to do I'll, the written. I know part. I got to do the written part. I got to yes. do the written part. Yeah. But, but I, I suppose yeah, you, you typed this email to me, so I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I know all of we my emails it. are very 150 articulate. 150 pound dummy did not uh, win. Excellent. Yes. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> she got it across the line and then cuddled with it for a few minutes there. part, but I've seen you in plenty of training recently, so yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I like yes. to see you're like how stalking you guys me. Do. Yes. <laughs> see all oh yeah, she was there around the explosions and all the good stuff. Well, so. I can't blame her for that. That's Yes. Cool My part. ears are still ringing, but huh? that's all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you Sergeant Z for yeah. joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, don't steal. That's that's a big that's thing. It. And yeah. lock your cars. Lock your cars. Don't leave them unlocked. Don't leave valuables seen. Yes. Take them inside. Yes. Simple stuff. And remember, only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> or crime in this case. Or crime. Yes. Or crime. We'll go with that I had one. to throw Smokey the Bear out there, too. <laughs> well, we did it. That was our first episode. We survived. Good job, AJ. <laughs> Good job, Sierra. Thanks, AJ. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Good job, Sierra. <laughs> Thanks, AJ. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, thank you guys for uh, joining us on our first uh, episode. We appreciate you listening. If you're if you're still here, yeah. listening all the way through. Hopefully, you're still here. Yeah. I mean, Maybe you if you are something. here, I want you to do something. All right. So if you're listening, you get a prize. Everybody gets one. All right. Prize. Reach your hand out. You pat yourself on the back. Oh, look at I that. I can't give you a high five. <laughs> That's right. Pat yourself on the back. That's your prize for today. Our next episode, we're going to be having Officer Sophie Martinez. She works in the Community Outreach Department. Yes, and we're going to be talking. <laughs> yes, and we're going to be talking a little bit about how she got into police work and, you know, why she enjoys being a part of the police department and, and helping the community. This will be on all streaming um, platforms, wherever you listen to podcasts. You guys can find this on our YouTube channel. Yeah, I'm excited to see where we take this. And, you know, I'm really excited to have my new partner come on and be the first person that we kind of start peeling back those layers of the person behind the badge, um, just giving a, a view to the community that we're people, we're not just officers. You know, we do we do good work at work and do incredible things at home, too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, until next time, Waco, we'll see you then. Bye.